Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are born free, and we will die free. The time in between, though, that's complicated. In that time, governments, institutions, and our egos will limit our ability to find true freedom in this life. These are real stories of real people overcoming the odds, persevering in justice, and unlocking their potential. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Here's your host, John Oderman. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom here on the Lions of Liberty Network. Excited to have you here speaking to you on a Friday morning, but you don't know that. Um, when you're going to be hearing this live for the first time um, on Thursday, which would be uh, Thursday the 15th, I believe. Uh, we're trying a new thing where this is per- this will be premiering live on Twitter well, not live, but <laughs> premiering on Twitter, Rumble, YouTube, pushing out that way. And then, of course, the following Monday, you will hear it everywhere else. Um, so, yeah, so this episode of Finding Freedom, super excited about for a couple different reasons. I've talked about on this show before um, how I've you know dabbled in uh, real estate investing with buying and selling vacant land. And uh, I've had some guests on here in the past talking about gardening and homesteading and uh, things of that nature. And I've also talked about my own garden as well and how much I um, enjoy that and enjoy and think it's important to uh, to grow your own food when possible. And my guest today is going to really take that up to the next level or show you where you can take that to the next level. And I'll introduce her in just a moment. But just one reminder before we get to that, if you like this show, please hit that subscribe button. It's not that hard. It's uh, it's right on your app, whatever you're listening to. It's a little plus sign or something like that. Just subscribe to the show. Um, if you subscribe to the Lions of Liberty Network, you get this show along with Brian's show on Wednesday. And then we have a, a third show most Fridays, Memoirs, um, where we uh, talk about current events, things like that. Very lighthearted show to uh, to send you into your weekend. Now, let's bring in my guest for today. My guest for today is Sonia Gomez. Sonia is a co-founder at Abundant Acres. Abundant Acres is focused on helping families to redesign or to design regenerative food systems, family compounds, and profit centers on their property to live healthy, happy, and free. Sonia has advocated for alternative health and been a voice for freedom and a community leader in alternative health education for the past 12 years um, she's recovered from a serious life-altering accident, and in doing so, she discovered the secrets to eliminating synthetic medications and holistically rebuilding her health. Food was first and the most important medicine. Uh, when Sonia isn't chasing rainbows and telling jokes, she's a wife and mom, and she's passionate about the projects that are good for people and the planet. Sonia, welcome to Finding Freedom. John, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. And as I talked about in the the show intro, there, you know, I'm I'm kind of selfishly um, really excited to talk to you about uh, you know abundant acres and everything that you're you're doing with that because it sounds sounds incredible. So I want, I want to hear about it, and I'm sure my audience wants to hear about it too. But before we get to that, um, just so I can learn and my audience can can learn a little bit more about you, if you could tell us, you know, tell us your backstory, tell us um, really how how you got to this, you know, this point in life. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that kind introduction. And I have a pretty eclectic background. It start for it all started for me really when, um, as an as an independent person and thinker, when I was in a near fatal surfing accident at the age of seventeen, mm. um, which triggered a neurological syndrome in me that kind of put me into this rat race of healing with the medical industry, who just kept prescribing me medication after medication, kind of layering these prescriptions to address my symptoms, but never the syndrome as a whole. It wasn't until I worked with a holistic neurologist who really taught me about my endocannabinoid system, uh, phytonutrients, how to use both food and plant medicines 
to uh, completely heal my body um, and change the way that I felt and functioned on a daily basis. And within three months of following his regimen, I was off all of my medications. Within six months, I was able to eliminate all uh, anti-inflammatories or over-the-counter uh, medications. And within nine months, I had lost 100 pounds. And what we wow. discovered was that I was actually having a, an allergic reaction, uh, an inflammatory reaction to many of the pesticides and herbicides that are used in conventional farming. And this was my real motivation and inspiration to tap into my local food economy, to start sourcing from local farmers, um, to really leverage the farmer's markets and even the land that I had um, to grow my own food as much as possible and really become conscious about what I was putting into my body. Fast forward, and I entered in in 2009 into the cannabis industry. I was on the forefront of that space, right? Uh, being a part with a DOR of the advisory committee um, in Colorado that wrote the foundational legislation that legalized cannabis. And for the last 12 years or so, have been an advocate for freedom. Because I believe that we, the people, have the power to make an educated and informed decision when given the proper information about how we want to care for ourselves, our family members, um, and, and treat the conditions that we may be suffering from. And cannabis is just one of the many, many things, um, including healthy foods and healthy habits and lifestyle, that can transform the trauma of your pain into mm. an up a pathway for you to be able to heal um, in a holistic way. And however, Abundant Acres wasn't born until 2022. In the end of 2022, we, one of our followers, um, because as a part of our, our journey in cannabis, we built a pretty significant audience online with a focus on consumer education, growing an audience to over 1 million people and impacting over 300 million worldwide with our story. Um, and our articles and our publishing. And after making that impact, one of our followers came to visit us at our home place, put, our, put his hands in our soil at our cultivation center, which was all living soil, chemical free, and said, this is what I want at my house. You know, my wife has autoimmune conditions. We're pretty concerned about what's happening in our political environment. We're post-pandemic a few years, and I'm pretty certain we're being poisoned from the farm to the store. I want to have more control over my own food supply and I want to do it on my land because I, I'm, you know, he was passionate about being able to protect and provide for his family no matter what pandemics or politics were, were happening around him. And so we came out here to Florida and visited Colorado or, uh, to visit here to test his soil, to design his um, family homestead and have never looked back. We've been in Florida ever since. And just one person after the next started to ask us for this kind of support. They wanted to remove chemicals from their household. They wanted access to clean food. They wanted to have control over their food supply and provide security for their families. And so Abundant Acres was born in April of 2020, uh, 2023, and now we are passionate and have been able to help families from all different walks of life and all different levels of experience build sovereign food systems, design their family compounds, and create multiple streams of income on their land so that they can be healthy they can, that what we're seeing is an incredible connection to the land. They're really happy. Um, and more importantly, ha can sleep at night knowing that they are, you know, system independent and free no mm -hmm. matter what happens in politics. Yeah. And I'm, we're going to spend most of the show talking about abundant acres, but I want to back up a little bit in your story first um, to, you know, the part where you healed yourself from that accident and uh, really went away from the, Know, traditional medical interventions and started using uh, hol holistic methods. And I'm curious if, if was there a moment where, you know, you using these alternative methods, you were having success and the doctor was seeing this. And I'm, I'm just curious, what was there a moment where the, the doctor reacted to being like, this, this shouldn't be happening or was there any, any point in time like that? I mean, uh, my my quote unquote traditional doctors mm -hmm. at Kaiser Permanente, who was you know that the industry that was taking hundreds of dollars a month for me to pay for my insurances, and not to put a damper on on these um, Western medicine because mm -hmm. we need them to look between the uh, beneath the surface, but they're not very good at holistic care. 
And so when I stopped showing up to my appointments and I stopped filling my prescriptions, I think I had one conversation with them where they were like, what are you doing? Don't you need this? And I said, and and I was really liberating to say no. Um, And the doctor who was treating me, the holistic neurologist, he had been studying in Israel and the endocannabinoid system, which governs 80 per, more than 80% of your immunity in your body, starting with the health in your gut, um, he, he knew all along. He knew that microdosing with plant medicines would take me out of the trauma of my pain just long enough so that I could make a clear decision about what I was going to do next to take care of my body. He knew that if he educated me about... Um, you know, about phytonutrients, about different supplements, if I understood how the food I was putting in my body was affecting me from day, from moment to moment, day to day, um, that, that I would pay attention. Because being in, when you're in that severe of pain, and perhaps some of your listeners can understand, you know, almost everybody you know is on some sort of medication or is dealing with some sort of chronic condition right now, a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, when you are in the tr- in that trauma cycle of your illness, some people are willing to do by any means necessary anything to get out of that pain and just feel normal again. Yeah. And that was me. Um, and so, yes, there was those aha moments um, especially for my treating doctor who, where he would say like, yeah, this is working, <laughs> you know? And, and it was, but it was really like the biggest, the biggest moments and the biggest moments of transformation was when my family stopped being affected by my illness and we could actually enjoy life together. Um, and when you're, when you're sick, it's never the effect that it has on you, but what the effect that you can see it's having around you, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sleepless nights that your moms have, the fights that you hear your parents have because they have to make certain sacrifices for the rest of the family in order to address you and your pain syndrome, um, that can, that can weigh really heavy, you know? And so it was liberating in so many different ways when we finally found a pathway forward that allowed us to be free um, from that illness and really move into independence around our wellness. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Just, it just dawned on me. I I was talking to your pre-show about, you know, my past podcast life with felony Friday and the prison system. And there's a similarity there where when someone does go to prison, when they get caught up in the criminal justice system, it's not just the individual, it is the, the whole family that, uh, that, that gets, engulfed in that and the stress from that it, it can rip families yeah. apart and yeah the, the same thing with illness and you know it's 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 absolutely true what you're saying um someone who has a, a disease or illness autoimmune disease w- whatever it is if you're able to break free from that with natural supplement supplements not with or with a ho- holistic diet with uh you know getting um you know, n- non-synthetic um, vitamins, things like that, getting real nutrients from your food. You're able to break break free that way and not using pharmaceuticals. That is, I mean, that's that's true freedom. And that's, uh, that's what I want to talk more about. Um, so to focus in on abundant acres, yeah. say, you know, someone's interested in this whole model of getting land, starting a uh, regenerative farm, you know, feeding their family high quality, nutrient dense food. Um, where does this process start? Sure. Well, um, I'd love to backtrack just for a second and sure, talk yeah. and and talk about this self independence piece and what the real motivation is behind Abundant Acres. Um, you know, this has been a lifestyle of uh, of mine and my husband's for a long time, and really, my husband being the pioneer. As a matter of fact, I'll just be fully transparent and say every house plant I've ever purchased has had a funeral. I could not keep a houseplant alive. And um, however, my husband has a green thumb. He's a master cultivator. He trained with Bill Mullison, who's the godfather of permaculture, um, way back in the early 90s. And much of our, much of his life, even before we met, um, has been around acquiring a piece of property building out his food system. Uh, he and his, and the mother of our uh, first three children, Amanda, it, who's an incredibly talented herbalist, um, had aromatic herb gardens and ran their business from their property. So this model of acquiring rural land 
um, having your residence on it and being able to profit from your property while having um, organic, beautiful, lush foods and medicinal herbs growing on your land uh, is is not a foreign thing. This is something that's been a lifestyle of ours for okay. a really long time. However, it wasn't until the pandemic came that more people started to ask for advice and it regained popularity. No one woke up in the morning saying, we want to be a farmer. I mean, un- unfortunately, that's not one of the highest paying jobs that you can have. And when you have four kids, you have to consider those things. Um, but when the pandemic came, a lot of people's faith in the system was uh, completely compromised. We saw our supply chain break down. We saw our modern luxuries like toilet paper and bread disappear. Even in the more recent years, we've seen food prices become catastrophic. There's been more and more of an awakening happening in our communities around the farming practices. And this is no fault of the farmer. This is big business interfering with how our families are being nurtured and nourished every single day. And this is where um, this and this is where the system breakdown is and why it's so important for you to be considering growing your own food where why this is why it's so important for you to be considering how to become system independent one step one day at a time. And so we'll talk about the simple things you can do to make a big difference in your family's life and lifestyle on behalf of the safety and security that you're going to want and need Mm -hmm. if anything were to happen um, or if history were to repeat itself. Now, if you are a landowner and you have a family that you want to provide for, uh, if you have a family that you want to protect, or if you just want to bring your family and community closer together— Having your own independent food source on your property is one of the most powerful things that you can do. And I'm not talking about a backyard raised garden where you buy your soil from, you know, uh, your local garden store. I'm talking about really taking consideration for every step to build a chemical free food system in your yard so that you are completely independent from from any outside sources. And that's what Abundant Acres helps you do. We focus first on your design and your design starts with your dream. What, what kind of foods do you like to eat? What's your lifestyle? Do you enjoy cooking in the kitchen? How much time do you have to dedicate to your land? Um, all of these things become a formula for success. And when you work with me and my team, we take that formula and create a comprehensive design that you can grow into at your own pace that will allow you to have your favorite flowers, your favorite herbs and med- and um, plant medicines in your backyard, your favorite fruits and vegetables that become more and more abundant every season every year, year after year. And what ends up happening for those real estate-minded people out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> what ends up happening is just with this design alone, you are increasing the equity in your asset. When you start to do these, uh, when you start to do the installations of this design, you are compounding the equity in your asset. And more importantly, building a legacy that will feed your family for generations. That is that is so cool, and you know I want to go back to um you talked about removing the chemicals from land, and you know I think a lot of us like yeah we assume there are probably chemicals in our land, but you know most people don't go out of their way to test for it and then intentionally you know figure out how to build a system that doesn't have chemicals in the soil. So like what what is the process for I mean number one like figuring out what chemicals are in your soil, which are then, you know, growing up into the the fruit and vegetables that you're, that you're growing. Sure. So every, you know, everything starts with analysis. Um, and we actually have partnered with some PhDs in soil analysis, people who are far more educated than I, who partner with science to be able to tell us what's happening beneath the surface. And it's true. And I'll use this metaphor because it seems like a little bit easier you're not going to build a skyscraper on a um, on uneven ground before doing any preparations mm-hmm. or having a blueprint. You're not even going to improve a property. Let's say you're a house flipper. You're not going to start in property improvements. You're, you won't spend $1, let alone one minute, 
with a construction crew on site until you have a blueprint. Abundant Acres kind of gives you that blueprint and soil analysis is a part of that preparation period. We really want to look at what's inside of your soil and not necessarily because we care what's in the soil. We want to find out what's not in the soil. In a lot of cases, for instance, Mm. here in Florida, we have sandy soil. There, that limits what you can grow, how much water you'll retain, how easy it will be, uh, how many nutrients you'll need to put into the soil in order to get a successful harvest. That's why we're seeing such a degradation in the citrus industry right now because we've over-fertilized the land and it's no longer producing. We're seeing the same thing in industrial farmlands. The most fertile land of the United States has been over-fertilized over-processed, and it's no longer producing. So when it comes to your land and your home, we want to do a soil analysis and a water test to find out what's happening underneath the surface. What are we lacking? And more importantly, what do we need to mitigate before we start to put our hard-earned money into the ground in the way of seeds and plants and so on and so forth? And ultimately, what this does is allow us to create the the plan and the pathway forward so that we're writing the, we're adding the right amount of new we're adding the right amount of um, organic matter. We're putting diversity back into the soil. We can create um, biofertilizers from waste streams around your yard that will become that will replace any bottled fertilizers that you would buy, even if it has that little organic label mm-hmm. on it. You know, we can eliminate a lot of the um, confusion that that you have or the trial and error process that most homesteaders are going through by partnering with science. And a, a few minutes with a microscope will tell you quite a bit about what's happening on your property and allow you to save a ton of time and money when you go to plan and plant your garden. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up soil degradation. Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of a, a contra- controversial topic with some people. I mean, I think it's blatantly obvious that, you know, our soil has been degraded. And, you know, there's been studies that you look at like an apple from like the 1950s compared to an apple today that you would buy commercially. And it's like, you know, 10% of the uh, vitamins and nutrients that are <clears throat> in that apple today compared to the 1950s. And like you said, that's the that's the the factory farming. That's, um, you know, just the way that they've produced agriculturally at at a mass scale. Um, and then putting on top of that, you know, like you talked about earlier with, with gut health and people aren't able to absorb nutrients uh, as, as they did back in the 1950s. Cause there's so much crap in the, uh, in the standard American diet. Um, but I wanted to zoom in on regenerative farming because I think maybe there's some, I've had, I've had some guests in the past who've talked about that, but, um, if you could kind of just give like a, you know, an overview of what really regenerative farming means means to you and what it means to abundant acres. Well, the term regenerative or regenerate has to do with a healing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's primarily focused on transforming the current practices and habits um, into something that is more natural. And so when we move away from this you know, sort of tech-based farming systems. Um, Not to say that there isn't a place for technology. It obviously allows us to operate at scale. However, we've moved so far off balance that Mother Nature almost doesn't have the time and doesn't have a place to do what she naturally does. We don't consider the natural flow of water. We don't think about the natural um, time that it takes to rehabilitate the nutrients in the store in the soil, so that it can continue to produce abundance year after year, season after season. And again, the demand uh, from our populate from our population is the thing that influences. But honestly, it's big business that is pulling the strings. Um, I don't put any fault on the farmer. They don't know what they don't know. And what they do know, they don't have time to implement themselves. And so generation after generation, they're just getting this transition from the previous generation um, and trying to pick up where they left off and there's no time. It becomes this vicious cycle. Anything worth having actually takes the time. And when it comes to regeneration, for instance, when you see a lizard lose its tail, it's going to take time for it to grow back. It will, in fact, grow back. 
but it will take time. It's not going to happen overnight. And so that's what regenerative farming is for us. We consider mother nature first and everything that we do is a partnership with mother nature to take as much, uh, you know, to take as little as possible and give back as much as possible so that we are, uh, we are in a symbiotic relationship and what ends up happening, it may um, it may be counterintuitive in a lot of ways. However, what ends up happening is you build more abundance. You have higher levels of nutrition in your food supply. You see um, you see healthier, more vibrant soil on your land, and you end up being able to grow anything the light touches on your property. And so. Um, You know, it's really difficult to make that transition, but once you commit to it, there's a way to do it so that it's both sustainable and successful. Um, And with Abundant Acres and our our work with Soil Sensei, which is specifically focused on soil solutions, um, you know, we start with understanding the current state of affairs so that we can create a plan and a process that will make that successful and sustainable transition into regenerative practices. Because it's not something that happens overnight. But while you implement those things, we've been able to save people up to 70% uh, a year on their input costs. Um, We've been building higher levels of profitability. We've been creating better products Mm -hmm. um, and seeing happier, healthier farmers and families. Okay, so... To uh, to talk about the real estate aspect, and I've actually we live in a, a suburb outside of Pittsburgh now, and I'm, I've just last night I was looking at um, we're looking at you know, hopefully soon here within the next year or two moving out into the country and getting some acreage. Um, from a perspective of, of you know looking forward to setting up a regenerative farm in order to you know support my family and you know potentially you know the community as well. What aspects should I be looking for that would make, um, yeah, that would make my life easier? That would make it um, a less painful conversion from a you know utility standpoint, from a grading standpoint, anything else that you know from your experience that that you've seen. Yeah, well, I'll start with water is life. Um, so, looking for someplace that has water. And I, it's so interesting to me that there's this common myth that people believe that if you're a homesteader, you somehow have to be off grid. Um, and it's that's not the case. Mm-hmm. In today's current affairs, you may consider adding in when you're, especially when you're building from scratch, you may consider adding in off grid amenities um, that will allow you to be as system independent as possible. However, it's not mandatory in order to have a secure food supply or a chemical-free home environment. Um, It's just one of the many luxuries and amenities. So when you're looking at property, you want to start with water. Um, If you have your own water supply, where, you know, how, how far do you have to dig your well? If there's already a well, get a soil and water test. Again, starting when you're in the property acquisition process and you're in your due diligence phase, you can send out a soil test. You can send out a water test and find out quite a bit about the health and quality of the land that you're getting ready to buy. So you don't get yourself in a situation where you have, uh, you know, a lot to backtrack on or heal before you can get started. Um, that really helps to save a ton of time and money. You should also consider, you know, the diversity in your landscape. Do you have, you know, um, really high highs, low lows? What do the building opportunities look like? What are the restrictions or building codes in your area? If you're in a space that requires no building permits and has no covenants and you're totally free um, to do what you want, that's probably pretty advantageous, yeah. especially if you want to have multiple structures and and uh, do all kinds of creative building on your property. Um, I, when I'm looking at land, because I'm a you know actively in my parenting years, I consider proximity to amenities. Mm-hmm. I want to be within an hour of an airport. I like you know. Um, I, my kiddo still wants to do dance and have extracurricular activities and play with her friends. So you know, being thirty to forty five minutes away from something like that. I believe it or not, I still go to the grocery store to pick up, you know, my raw milk and cheese. (laughs) So I like to go to farmer's markets. So you don't have to sacrifice your, your uh, current amenities to live um, a lifestyle of freedom. 
And I just want to be really clear in that. But the more diversity that you can buy into in the way of having some trees, some forestry, um, you know, expansive land, do your best to avoid barren, overprocessed property unless you have the resources to really rehabilitate it and turn it into the ecosystem you want to you want to thrive in. Yeah, I guess do, doing the research and learning, you know, what's what's the history of this land? What's been done to this land for the past 50, 100 years, if it's possible to uh, to find that out? Um, and yeah, you mentioned, absolutely. You mentioned a, a raw, raw milk pickup. I have my raw milk pickup later today. In, in Pennsylvania, though, um, I think for the most part, it's not sold in grocery stores. So I have to go to like a pickup location behind a church and, uh, and, and meet a farmer to get my, my raw milk and raw cream. But I'm just thankful I can uh, I can at least get it here. A lot of states you can't. Well, I'll tell you the secret that my label says not for consumption of humans. Yeah. It's for cats and dogs only, yeah. but I'll run that risk. Yeah, that's what, my, I would that, that's what my raw cream says. But I guess it's some stupid state regulation where um, with the cream, they have to do that. With the milk, they don't have to label it that way. But that's the uh, the world we live in. But I will run that risk as well. I'll test it out for the cats and dogs. I'm not not worried about it. Um, oh my God. It's just such a difference when you're eating like food that's still alive. It makes yeah. such a significant difference. And people don't even, I mean, most people don't even think about it, but those who are awake and are starting to, um, you know, invest money. If, if you're spending a hundred dollars a month on supplements, save your money and go and start buying whole foods yeah. from uh, your local farmer's market. It'll make quite a bit, dif- quite a bit of a difference. Yeah, that's that's the first piece for sure. And uh, yeah, I was just reading um, a book recently. It was talking about talking about raw milk and and uh, and raw cheese. And even it talked about the uh, you know when milk goes through the obviously there's you know pasteurization which heats it up to very high temperature, and that kills all of the the good bacteria that really give you a lot of the benefits from, from drinking the milk. But also the uh, the ho- homogenization process, which is why when you buy you know commercial commercial milk at the grocery store you don't have to shake it raw milk you buy it you got to shake it up because the cream rises to the top but homogenization it breaks it down at like a you know molecular level wherein it it takes away the benefits of even like the fat and the enzymes how they work together so at the very least if you can't find raw milk find non-homogenized milk and that's a that's a step in the in the right direction at least uh, to I think a lot of that, a lot of the processing, you know, again, I have a love hate relationship with all of it because mm-hmm. with, without it, we wouldn't have been able to eradicate many of the diseases and deaths that came from contaminated food, um, and poor, you know, and, and poor manufacturing processes. And it's been improved, you know, uh, um, and more automated with the growth of population, at the same time, there's been kind of a death to the local farm community, um, which is ha- has completely um, dissolved many the the foundation of many families yeah. and communities. You know, and so I really hope to see a balance restored, and that's what this is all about, right? Is like creating balance, creating balance in your family. The biggest transformation that I realize is not the erection of a garden or the design of a food system or um, what we call an eco synergy design installation, where you're taking all of these different practices and procedures of regenerative farming um, or homesteading or uh, food forestry and kind of wrapped up into one. We call that eco synergy. Um, but the biggest transformation that we're seeing is in the families where their kids are are unplugging from the computer and video games and putting their hands back in the dirt where they're becoming your teenagers become engaged again planning the next season's garden we're seeing you know the the girls and the boys get excited about bee gardens and um cut flower gardens starting their own businesses at the farmers market we're seeing you know little kids be more connected to their parents and the parents creating a deeper connection to mm-hmm. themselves and in all of that god has a really significant presence that's you know cool. where one where where um that and that that's the real awakening and the and the huge part of my motivation and inspiration to continue to talk about the importance of having sovereignty 
and security because there's so many influences outside of your home that want to distract and, and even inside of our home. Look at this. This is yeah. one of the biggest one of the biggest influences that are in our children's lives and and parents are made to be so busy nowadays that that it's hard to break away ourselves. Um, but when you have something outside that is meant to nurture and nourish your family, what we see is um, reconnection happening. And it's the most beautiful, the most satisfying thing to experience and to celebrate with the families that we're serving. You you said that so, so, uh, so incredibly, like, I, I, I just, I align with that so much, what you said there, when you talk about, you know, families planting gardens together, um, you know, boys and girls understanding that they can start a, you know, an entrepreneurial venture. They can, you know, sell flowers or sell vegetables at the, uh, at the farmer's market. That's been like, that's been lost in our society. And we've just kind of just given it up with, uh, without a fight. And I think it's so important. You know, I think, you know, um, the generation between, I don't know, 20 and 20 and 50 could go outside of that. But I think we have a really, or generations, I guess, there's overlaps there. Um, I think we have a really unique opportunity where, you know, we've lived through this change in this, you know, um, technology that has overtaken aspects of of our life with this distraction. But at the same time, like, uh, especially, you know, those of us who are older, like myself, I'm I'm 40. um, I've, you know, remember times when there was more of a connection to, um, you know, the life of going out with your, you know, your parents and your siblings and, and gardening and, you know, playing outside and, um, and things like that. Not to say there aren't benefits to technology. Obviously, you know, we're having this conversation right now, which would never happen without it. But, um, I think it's just really important to point out that like, there's so much power in the moment right now, and we don't have to keep going down this path. You know, we can make decisions today with our families, with our communities, to uh, to make that change, and one aspect of that that I, I wanted to ask you about because you mentioned it a few times, um, you talked about different income streams that people have been able to create through their properties, and if you could just expand upon that. Sure. Yeah. Well, I want to start by the disclaimer to say I am not promising anything, but I've seen incredible, incredible things happen over and over and over again. And it's actually a byproduct of the abundance that comes from your land. So, um, for instance, we have a client with five acres who his real goal was to have privacy um, to be able to provide in case of an emergency. Um, He wanted something more than a backyard garden and he loves to be in nature. So he wanted to duplicate that in his own environment. And, you know, we're, we're on this whole kick where we, we would rather grow food instead of lawns. And, um, what ended up happening was we have such a prolific, abundant harvest that he started to consider. Now he's entrepreneurial to start, but he started to consider what it would be like to have a family food brand. And Mm -hmm. so he's making banana wine and thinking about honey and making and considering what it would be like to make mead and freeze drying the fruits from his garden and, you know, harvesting cassava the size of his baby. And, you know, it's pretty amazing to see it, but it's all in the premise of how can this land become a part of his legacy? And mm-hmm. so we, uh, likewise, we're on, currently on a project that's 125 acres. She's the landowner is a legacy dairy farmer. Wanted to tra- realize that her conventional farming practices may have been impacting her the health of her family. Um, many members who have passed away from cancer or mm-hmm. um, life life altering brain uh, conditions. You know, things that that really shake you to your core. And when you find out that somehow the chemicals that they were exposed to could have been a cause, even just a little bit, it shakes you to your core and changes you as a person. And it was that awakening when she got introduced to content from Dr. Zach Bush and Elaine Ingham, who is a highly respected, globally recognized soil scientist and PhD Um you know, doing a, a ton of education around soil health and and uh, with the food soil web, 
When she got exposed to this education, she started to spend tens of thousands of dollars on on self-empowering, just really becoming certified, taking different classes, trying to figure this pathway out. Well, in the midst of that, she has 125 beautiful acres and she wants a family compound. She too is consider, you know, considering and pretty concerned about what's happening in our political environment here in the United States right now. And so she wants to be able to protect and provide for her family. But it, let's say nothing happens. She also wants to make money from her land. So we, uh, with, you know, when she started to work with us, she felt overwhelmed and kind of stuck having spent a lot of time and money getting certifications, but still not knowing what to do. And so as a part of the design we created for her, sure, she has her family compound. We have an entire sovereign food system that includes, you know, her nuts and berries and fruits um, and vegetables, her starches, her proteins. We've um, set up water system, water management systems with earth contouring and key line swales. We've put water um, uh, water holding spaces and reservoirs on her land. But right over here, tucked in the corner, we've also started to create um, Airbnbs and little cabins and RV uh, hookups that that don't disrupt her personal life at all, but allow her to capitalize on this agritourism movement that's happening here in Florida, um, offering families refuge and a beautiful place to retreat to. And if nothing happens, she'll have an abundance of cash flow coming in through those revenue streams on top of the opportunity to sell the abundance from her garden, um, her her, uh, livestock, um, you know, flowers, the nursery. There's so many different opportunities for her to be able to um, make money from this land. It's it's insane. Now, every system requires a management. And I suggest that as you're considering um, putting systems in that could yield you a profit, that you really have a solid plan. But when you work with us, that's included in your eco-synergy design. From soil to sale, we help you create the entire design, business plan, um, and and, you know, uh, abundant harvest plan for yourself and your family so that you can decide whether you want to donate the um, over overabundance to your local church or homeless shelter, or if maybe you want to take it down to the farmer's market or start a family food brand, um, an e-commerce, you know, uh, microgreen. One mm-hmm. of our other friends in, uh, um, down the road is making $1,500 a month working part-time with a microgreen uh, setup. So there's lots of different ways to profit from your property. It just takes careful planning. I say spend 80% of your time on the planning and 20% on execution. So you eliminate the possibility of wasting time and money in the, in, uh, the execution or implementation phase. Yeah, a listener of this show, friend of the show, just talked to him last week, just started a, not just started, he's had it for like two years, a microgreen business that is that is blowing up. So that is a, uh, that is an industry that is, uh, is absolutely growing. Um, oh, and there's lots of them. Agritourism, people are paying for day tours. People are doing farm to table dinners. Um, so we have some clients who are doing microgreens and mushrooms. We have folks who are doing cut flowers. They've created a wedding venue in the middle of their food forest. You know, um, they're, they have eggs. Every seven weeks, you can harvest meat birds. Um, pigs happen season to season. Cows are a three-year longer-term investment, uh, depending on how much land you have. And that's, that's again, it's the formula. How much time do you have? How much financial resources do you have to invest into your asset? And if you want a return on investment, you know, what is the plan to get you there? And, you know, every plan has to include certain elements like what your brand is, what your, you know, where you're going to sell your products, what does the market look like in your area. And that's why partnering with a a company like Abundant Acres takes a lot of the guesswork out and we get to apply our experience and help you really grow into this next phase or this exciting venture with confidence. Yeah. And that just goes back to with the, uh, the agritourism that there's just this there's this this need this missingness that I think you know people can sense we can sense in ourselves this that we need this connection you know with with uh, with nature we need this connection and it's missing and and that's a you know that that's a way to get it you know not everyone is going to be ready to go out and buy acreage and uh, you know you know start their own uh, regenerative farm you don't have to you know you can be someone who provides that opportunity for others 
to uh, at least expose their their family, their kids to that type of lifestyle. And in that way, it's like almost like like some outreach to you know maybe future generations. This can become more um, more common, and uh, that's how it, you know an industry like this. It's kind of weird to call it an industry because it's you know how we fed ourselves for for hundreds of years, but how that lifestyle can uh, can come back, which is uh, which is really cool. Um, well, I want to be. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Really, really quickly, I want to be really clear that I'm not, you know, promoting the idea of becoming a farmer. When we're talking mm-hmm. about eco synergy design right. and implementing food systems, it's more around providing security and then quality mm-hmm. um, of food for your family. And you can feed a family of four with this design on about a half an acre um, or less. We've seen incredible because we use dense, you know, dense planting practices where you were, we're doing partner plant. If there's all companion planting, we're doing all different kinds of things here that really maximizes um, the amount of land that you have. But separate from that, something like agritourism, you were asking me about land uh, earlier. Agritourism is really the loophole for landowners. Write this down, guys. That mm. allows you to, if you have agricultural practices, even on a small scale, let's say that you bought a piece of property and put chickens and, and eggs on there, okay? If you have something that's simple and small going on that falls under the vise of agriculture and you put a couple of Airbnbs or short-term rentals or even a campground on your property, you can bypass many of the permitting and licensing requirements that may be um, pretty stringent in your area, especially if you're in places like California, for instance. If you want a way to profit from your property, have an agricultural showcase, i.e. your food forest um, or, you know, or your home, you know, your home garden, uh, even like I said, even just an interactive petting zoo could be, could be a great example of that. Uh, a few goats, you know, whatever, whatever you have the stomach for now you have a mutually beneficial asset. And when you, when you approach it that way, you know, I really want you to understand the, the vise of agritourism as a loophole for you to bypass otherwise really expensive permitting and licensing requirements when you're developing your property. Then it can also be leveraged, you know, as Airbnbs. And it is as a byproduct of that, you're providing families an opportunity to unplug from, you know, the big city and come to a beautiful place where they can engage and interact with nature. So that's the real benefit of agritourism and just one of the many, many ways for you to be able to build a revenue stream on your property. That's awesome. And there's nothing wrong with using loopholes. That's just, that's just being smart. So that's, I love a loophole. That's great. My whole life is built on loopholes. (laughs) Um, One more question for you, possibly two more, but one more first. Um, Talking about this design, um, I think you said earlier it was, uh, you know, be able to grow at your own pace. So sort of like a a scalable design almost. Could you, could you expand Mm -hmm. on that idea a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, sometimes our eyes are bigger than our than our stomach. Uh, you know, if you if you go to a buffet, buffet, you're going to load your plate up with all of the things that you want to eat and maybe eat half of it. Um, especially when you're in Las Vegas. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's true. But that you know, I think food forestry is the same thing. It's so romantic. It's so romantic to want to have baby cows and chickens and you know, milk your own goats and make your own cheese and you're going to have all these flowers and bumblebees floating around and it's so romantic. Um, but the fact of the matter is is that today you're a busy hustling couple or you know, maybe you're a single mom and or or whatever your whatever the circumstances are of your life only you know right only you know what your budget is today only you know what it's going to be uh in a year or maybe you have no idea but that shouldn't prevent you from dreaming okay and so phase 1 of us is what it is really identifying the dream and then the design comes from the dream then we can plan the process and turn it into phases that you can implement at your own pace. But our goal in creating the eco synergy design with you is to make sure that we are taking your current availability and, and phasing the implementation of your dream 
out so that you can, in fact, grow at your own pace. For instance, John, you, you know, there's two things that happen when when people are considering, you know, homesteading, quote unquote, as an idea. You're either stuck in search mode on YouTube University um, or uh, in the doom scroll of Instagram, and you're seeing all these wonderful people in their overalls and playing with their piggies and chasing their goats, and it all looks really romantic. It can almost be and a so hindrance like, seeing that because it makes it like seem like, how can I get from here to there? It looks like, where, where what's that bridge? You know? Well, yeah, you get, you get into information overload and either do nothing or you're like, Hell yeah, I'm going to do everything. You know, chicken, I'm going to buy 10 chickens, which are the gateway drug to homesteading, by the way. If you have cute chickens running around and you start to eat your own eggs, now you want goats. Now you want, you know, cute little baby cows in your own little barn. It's, it's, it's a total gateway. And so the other, the second thing that happens is that you get in, yourself into homesteaders overwhelm. You kind of half-ass pieces of your project, you know, you got a little garden bed here, or you planted way too much and the weeds took over and the squirrels ate your harvest. And you start running into all of these challenges that can pretty quickly discourage you from making any further progress. We like to do things in a more organized fashion. Now, this isn't for everybody, but for those of you who do have um, you know, less time, but still want to see your dream realized, we work with you to create a plan and a process that avoids the overwhelm and really puts and implements the things that you want to see and have access to as soon as humanly possible. For instance, going to the principles of permaculture, just starting in zone one, where you can have your immediate, you know, annual vegetables, where you can have your uh, start to plant your orchard, where you can start to put in your um, pollinators, where you can start to replace ornamental landscape with functional landscape, um, where you can start to make these small changes and remediate your soil, uh, remediate your soil, and um, you know the success in all of this is not in, in how much money you can spend or how much you can do on your property. It's really about the habits that you can change um, so that you can have the result that you want. And in uh, developing those habits, take time. You have to have time for your chickens. You have to make time for your animals or hire somebody that's going to take care of that process for you, right? Mm -hmm. Those are kind of your two options. You're either going to do it yourself or hire somebody to do it for you. So when you work with us, the EcoSynergy des design includes a step-by-step phased out implementation plan so that you eliminate the overwhelm, have absolute clarity about what to do and when to do it to get the best results with the money and time that you're spending on your system. And it can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. And the only thing that determines, you know, the simplicity or complexity of what you're doing is your time, your team, and your budget. So our design can fit no matter where you are in your phases of experience. If you're passionate about high quality, nutrient dense chemical food, if you're a biohacker and you want to have that at your fingertips, we can create a system for you. If you're a family and you want to offset your, you know, grocery costs, we can help you with that. If you're a land developer uh, and you want to add community gardens as an amenity to your development, we can help you with that. It's it, it's just a matter of understanding your dream and the end result that you're looking for. And we can reverse engineer and create a design that will fit you and your fantasy just fine. That is awesome. A truly scalable design um, that's applicable for almost any scenario. And what I love maybe the most about this is, is it's changing the world. It's changing our culture Without politics, I mean, it's going right, right to the core of how how we feed ourselves, and I think that is just a uh, just a beautiful thing because too many people get caught up in you know arguing about things on Twitter and who's going to be the president. Let's worry about how we feed ourselves first and uh, what we're feeding ourselves, well, and, and go from there. well, it matters. Yeah. All of that matters. It matters so much, and especially right now, because un, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, we're wrapped in a global supply chain, mm -hmm. and 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 our the state of our country right now is threatening the health and vibrancy of our families each and every day. 
<clears throat> excuse me, whether we know it or not, and whether we want to admit it or not, the political temperatures and the political environment is directly affecting the choices that you are able to make on a daily basis. It's affecting your finances. It's oh, affecting yeah. your sense of security. It's affecting our um, the way that we parent, the, the friends that we have. It's affecting everything. And so I want to encourage you to take action right now because no matter what happens, you have a responsibility to be as prepared as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, that could look like buying somebody else's prepped food packages and spending thousands of dollars on somebody else's dehydrated astronaut food and stockpiling it in your garage and feeling like you have a sense of security. Or you can start to develop a lifestyle and a set of habits now that will keep your mental health well, mm -hmm. no matter what happens outside in your political temperatures. And I don't care if you're a Republican, if you're a libertarian, if you're a, if you're a liberal, that makes no difference to me. I believe that humans, that we the people have the power to decide how we want to protect and provide, nurture and nourish our families. And if you don't take responsibility for that today, you are going to find yourself hungry and alone tomorrow. And so I, I really want to encourage you, no matter what your choice is, by all means, buy from the Patriot movement. By all means, get your firearms and all of that stuff. But there's only a few things you can't survive without. That's clean water and food. Mm-hmm. And right now, you might have car insurance, health insurance, life insurance, house insurance, property tax, all these different things. But I bet you the majority of the people listening here, no matter how patriotic you are, you don't have seven days of food set up for your family of four, not with your current eating habits. You don't have, you don't have a supply uh, or any way to get yourself clean water if everything goes, it shuts down. And if you do, you're the lucky ones and there'll be some hungry people knocking on your door. So I, th my passion for this comes from being a parent. My passion from this comes from remembering what it's like to be hungry as a child hmm. and having my parents take responsibility for it and making different choices for us. And so that's what I want to empower you with is that whether it's politics or pandemics or fear, um, I want you to feel inspired and motivated knowing that there's little things you can do to make a big difference. You don't have to grow a massive garden. You can start with one plant first and recognize that the little things you do will make the biggest difference over time. Yeah. A sense of urgency. 100% agree with that. I'm not even going to add anything else. I agree with it. Where can people <laughs> find out more about Abundant Acres? For those of you guys who are listening in and you want to know more about Abundant Acres, you can check us out at AbundantAcres.com. There's some videos there that will share a little bit more about who we are, what we're about, and more importantly, how we can help you design and develop a abundant food system in your backyard that is chemical-free and allows you to be healthy and happy and more connected to your family and community. And John, I'll just say I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here and serve your audience um, it's been really exciting and you can also tune into the abundance podcast, which we'll be launching here, um, in the next few weeks, um, uh, where we're talking about family, um, finances, our health, um, and legacy, and more importantly, how all of these things will affect our future generations. So really excited to be here, John, thank you. And I would love to have you as a guest on our show when it, when it, uh, when the time comes. Fantastic. Sonia, thank you so much for coming on Finding Freedom. All right, guys, that is a wrap for today's show. Hopefully you guys got as much out of that as I did. I'm, I'm sure you did. If you're still listening now, you, uh, you love that episode. So please share it. Share the episode. It's not hard to do. Whatever your podcasting app is, go on your favorite social media and uh, send it out to your, uh, to your community. This is important content. And as you know, Sonia talked about there, these are urgent times. There's a lot happening in our political environment, a lot happening culturally. Um, and there's really nothing more important than securing good, high-quality, nutrient-dense food for your family, for your friends, for yourself, and uh, you know, being able to being able to uh, make it through whatever whatever waves and obstacles are in the future here for us. And also reconnecting with the earth, with your family, um, with your kids, and uh, 
maybe creating a little income stream. So I will link up to Abundant Acres, all of the information um, on the show notes page at lionsofliberty.com. You can find that all there. And as I mentioned at the top, if you like this show, please subscribe. And if you really like what we're doing and you want more bonus content, you can join our Lions of Liberty Pride either either on Patreon or on Locals. I'm not going to give the URLs because people don't really use URLs anymore. Just search those uh, two platforms if you want to join. Search for Lions of Liberty and you will find it and find a level um, that you like, that you're comfortable with. And, uh, you know, if uh, a certain level, if you want to get access to a monthly Zoom call with us, you can get that. If you just want to get the bonus content, you can get that. So check it out. And we will be happy to have you in our community with the Lions of Liberty Pride. Without further ado, guys, that is all I have this week. I'll be back next week with another great episode. In the meantime, always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning. <laughs>